Welcome to the One in Eight Billion podcast, where we explore how you can know Jesus for yourself. I'm God's child, and I'm Coco. Let's get into this week's episode. Hey everyone, this is the One in Eight Billion podcast, and this episode is called "Who We Are," and this is part two of our series that we're doing. And if you haven't listened to the first two parts technically then um those are called who god is so go and listen to those um yeah let's get into it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's important that you listen to parts 1a and 1b first though because those are all about who god is and it's very hard to know who we are if we don't know who god is so definitely go check those out first and if you've already listened to those then welcome to part two I'm excited yep. for this because I've got a lot of good <laughs> stuff to say. So hope you're ready to learn. Yeah. So one of the things over the past year that I've really taken to heart is that we have to be seeking after God first in order to know who we are because our identity is in him. And if we're putting our identity based on our feelings or our emotions or our achievements, our just our goodness, then it's going to crumble because we're bu- we're building on the sand. If we let other people dictate who we are and let other people's words and comments um, either raise us up or knock us down, then we're going to be up and down all the time. We're not going to be very steady and we're not going to know who we are. And it's listening to other people is fuel for insecurity. Listening to our own thoughts is fuel for insecurity because the devil wants to confuse us about who we are and he wants to tell us lies about ourselves and our identity. But if we're seeking after God, then we'll be constantly reminded of the truth. And if we're always going to his word, then we'll know who we are because the Bible says who we are. It tells us who God is so that we can know who we are. And so I think that's just so significant to be seeking after God and have your feet on a firm foundation and to be seeking after the rock and not build your life on the sand, not build your life on false identities or facades or lies, but to build it on the truth. And so in this podcast episode, we're going to explore the truth, who Jesus says we are because of him. And um, like Coco said, we can't know who we are if we don't know who God is. And God, that's because God made us in the image of him. So we were created after God, like we were made like him. So, um, yeah, we can't know ourselves if we don't know God because we were made in his image. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. we try to find ourselves in so many different places on this earth and we try to find ourselves in our friends we try to find ourselves in society we try to find ourselves in um like figure out our style of clothes and figure out this and this and it all comes crumbling down because that isn't really who we are and things of this earth and our friends don't define us what we have doesn't define us but it's god who defines us and he gets to say who we are. So we have to guard our hearts and not let other people in, um, which is another thing that I've been learning is that if we let other people into our hearts, then they're going to, they have access to a lot. They have access to um, build us up or break us down. But if we keep 
other people out, like not just not build up walls and not um, vulnerability is still good and letting people in, but you have to be careful who you um, who you let speak into your life because if you just let anybody and everybody speak into your life, then you're going to be getting a lot of lies and you're going to be getting a lot of half truths. And so mm-hmm. just be careful to guard your heart and um, be careful and let God have access and let God in so that he can speak truth about who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the first <laughs> verse? Okay. So I'm reading an ESV and this is first Corinthians six nineteen through 20. And it says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. For you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And I really love that because it's so cool that God calls us his own. Like, I mean, it kind of seems it could get like you might want to be your own, but we are God's and he owns us. And um, we are to do what he wants because he made us. And yeah, we are his so we are to glorify him in our bodies and yeah this world will tell you follow your own dreams and you know follow your own heart chase your own dreams you can be yourself be unique but when we try to lift ourselves up and build our we're building our lives on the sand and it's not about us and seeking after our own will isn't going to get us very far. It's eventually going to, we're eventually going to hit a dead end or it's going to come crumbling back down on us. But when we realize that we're gods, we belong to him, our life is his and he's going to guide us on the right path. And it's him who tells us who we are and um, why we're here on this earth and what we're living our life for. Then that's when we really live life to the full. Uh Yeah, we can't let anything else tell us who we are and who we're supposed to be because we are gods and he tells us who we are and what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do. And yeah, we can't let others influence what we do because we are to do things as God wants us to and we're to glorify him. So, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Because God calls us remarkably and wonderfully made, or as my tra- uh, that's what my translation says, or as other translations say, fearfully and wonderfully made in Psalm 139. And so that's the truth about what God says about us. He made us. We belong to him. We are his. And that is what he calls us. He calls us remarkable and wonderful. And um, it's so I think it's so cool that he doesn't he doesn't want to dwell in brick and mortar temples or synagogues or tabernacles like he did in old testament times like when that veil was torn he he defeated sin and death and he made us righteous and right with god so that he can dwell in us we are the righteousness of god now he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might that we might become the righteousness of god and so it's just so cool that he dwells in us now and we are we belong to him. Our bodies are his temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have so the next verse? Yep. So the next verse is, 
I have HCSB, Matthew 5, 13 through 16, which says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled on by men. You are the light of the world. A city situated, situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And I like this passage because um, it tells us why we're here on this earth. We are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world, and we're supposed to um, shine that light um, on God and tell people about God and We've been commissioned to live as an example to the world. We're his ambassadors, if I can talk. I love that word, ambassador. Um, That's how I start every one of my journal entries, is dear ambassador, because that is who we are. We're here on this earth on his behalf. We're here to um, be the salt and um, preserve goodness. And we're supposed to be the light and let other people see our good works so that God may be glorified. And while we are in the world, we are not supposed to be of it. We're not supposed to participate in the things of the world and get caught up in sin and all that. But we're supposed to rise above it and um, point others to do the same. Mm-hmm. That's our yeah. mission on this earth and why we're here. That's what God has called us to do and who we are. Yeah. And. Um my note goes along with that um because we are disciples and that's exactly what jesus commanded us to do is to be fishers of men and to go out and um bring people in and show them what jesus has done for us and how loved they are and yeah that's what we're supposed to do is to be a light and to shine to others yep (laughs) All right, so my next verse is 1 Corinthians 10.31. And this one's funny. I have it memorized because when I used to be in Awana, I, we would uh, repeat it every single time before games. So <laughs> it's like drilled in my brain. Anyway, it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Um, and yeah, we aren't supposed to do anything for our own praise and popularity and so that we can get all the likes and views we're supposed to do it for god and even if we don't get a bunch of likes or views we're still doing it for god and god sees and it glorifies him and that is our goal yeah because of our standing with god because he has made us the righteousness of god because he has bought us with his blood then we belong to him and it's our job to um like i said before to be the light that point others to the father and everything we do should be for the glory of god and um living as as we're going to talk about as his children as his ambassadors and um yeah just living out the christian life for the glory of god mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next verse 
which goes into this um, more deeply, is 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 15, which says, But thanks be to God, who always puts us on display in Christ, and through us spreads the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For to God we are the fragrance of Christ, among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. I find this passage really interesting. Um, my pastor did a sermon series on Second Corinthians, I think it was this past summer, in, into the fall. And he mentioned, as he was preaching about this verse, it was so interesting that we are the fragrance of Christ. Like, it says we are um, we are the fragrance and we spread the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. And that's just so interesting to think that as Christians, we Christian, the word Christian means little Christ. And as we walk on this earth, we're, we represent God. Like Jesus doesn't walk on this earth anymore, but he's alive in us. And so as we live and go about our day-to-day -day lives, we are representing Jesus to those around us. And I just think that's so cool that people can see Christ in us. People can be brought to God through our actions. And the work of the Holy Spirit will work in us to bring other people to Christ. And so when we live our lives, they smell that aroma and are brought, brought to God. And everywhere we go, we have an opportunity to point others to the Father, which is why it's so important that we recognize our identity we recognize that, yeah, I'm a child of God, that, yeah, I'm a fisher of men, that I am his ambassador, that I am all these things for God. Because if we fully recognize our identity, then that drives our mission. And our mission is to bring others, bring others to God that they may be saved. So we influence others and represent God here on earth is what I have written in my Bible beside that. And I just think it's so cool. I pray that all the time that people would see Christ in me and that um, they would just see his love because of the way that I'm living. And in Acts 4.13, um, the people were saying that Peter and John, they were so courageous and um, in the way that they were preaching. And just they said, these guys are uneducated. They're untrained. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus because they were speaking with authority and courageously. And I just think that's so um, interesting and encouraging for my life that it's not so much about how much we know. You know, it's important to know the word of God, but it's not all about the head knowledge. It's not all about um, what we can attain in this life and our stuff. Um we can be uneducated, we can be untrained, we can be poor and still live for God and still have others say, hey, there's something different about them. Hey, there's something different. Like, why did you do that that way? Or why, how can you have this joy through this struggle? How can you find beauty in such pain? And so everywhere we go, we have the opportunity to show Jesus to others just by the way we live. And just that's just such a mind-blowing thought to think that we represent Christ here on this earth. So cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> you summed it up pretty well. Um, but yeah, I wanted to explain that um, just like fragrances spread everywhere, everywhere like in town, you might smell burgers from the um, <laughs> restaurant down the road. Um, and just like fragrances spread everywhere, um, 
we are to spread the gospel and even though like even if you don't just outwardly teach the gospel and you're standing on a curbside preaching even if you're not doing that like Coco said people just know like they'll just see it in you through the things that you do and um, they'll just be able to quote unquote smell us um, and know that there's something different about us and they'll just see that through the way that we act and the only way that we'll be able to act that way is if we're in the word and and if we know who God is and who we are then we can be confident in ourselves and we can um, live it out and then other people will see that's all you have to do is just to be with God and um, I just thought of this like Moses when he was with God his uh, face was shining when he came off the mountain um, and the people were afraid to look at him because his face was shining with God's glory like they could see it Um, and even though people might not be able to physically see God's glory on us today they'll be able to um, they'll notice that something's different about us and that's why we ought to be with God and to uh, live it out, live out his word. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my next verse is first John three, one. And it says, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And to go along with that, I have John 1, 12. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to talk about that first. <laughs> uh, sure. So... It's so cool that we get to be called children of God. Like, we've been adopted into his family. And so it doesn't matter what our human family structure looks like, what kind of life we grew up in, but we can call God Father. And we can um, know that we are children of God. And we all belong. We all have an identity. We are now united in Christ and that's why it's so important that the church remains united because we're all brothers and sisters and we all have that same identity where we're working towards the same goal. And it's such a beautiful thing when the family of God gets together and works together for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I'm going to say that like, it's just so amazing that God calls us his children. Like, it's such an honor to be called children of God. Um, and we belong to him and he loves us so much that he wants to call us his own. And I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to um, a sermon earlier this week and he um, was on Philippians, so it's not entirely relevant to the topic, but just he was talking about how um, the early churches, there, it was such a diverse, like there was such diversity in the early church. And they, 
were um, like basically you had the Jews and then you had the non-Jews, the Gentiles. And so the gospel was going out, like as the early church was expanding and growing, more and more people were coming to um, a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and they were being added to the church and it unified people because before there was a divide, there were Jews and Gentiles, but now they were being brought together and um, the people that were being saved, like um, some of them were slave girls. Some of them were um, like palace guards or uh, jailers and like all people of all different backgrounds and all different um, upbringings were being brought together as a church and being united. And so it's just so important to know who we are, that when we're children of God, we're brought into the family of God. We all belong. We all have a place here. And it doesn't matter where we come from, who we are, um, according to this world, what our our status in society is, we are welcome to come to the Father and we belong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so amazing to think that God accepts us all and he loves us all and wants us all to be his children. So then the next verse we have is John fifteen fifteen. I'll turn there. And it says, I do not call you slaves anymore because a slave doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. And I really like this one because it comes from John 15, which is my chapter of the year um, having to do with being fruitful and bearing fruit. But also because it's just so cool to think that like God calls us his friend. Like we're not just his pawns or his robots we're not like forced to do his work but we serve him willingly out of love and out of devotion not by force he calls us friends and he tells us what he's doing like he yeah he holds some with he withholds some information from us and sometimes he doesn't give us all the answers but he does it for our own good and he will tell us things that we need to know he says that he has so much more to tell us but we just we can't handle it right now it's not for us to know at this point in time but he says that if we seek after him he will tell us and he has made these things known to us because we are his friends he doesn't just make us blindly go and say you know just blindly serve him and he's not a tyrant he's not a cruel dictator just some guy in the sky trying to you know force us to repent but like he calls us his friend like what a friend we have in jesus Mm -hmm. yeah um i think it's so cool that he calls us a friend because like just think of your best friend who you love to hang out with and laugh and um maybe you talk about deep stuff and that's who jesus is to us like he's our friend we can do anything with with him and I think that's so cool that he wants to be our friend um and he wants to hang out with us and yeah <laughs> I just think that's so cool yeah like even though he bought us with his blood and even though we belong to him we're his creation he still calls us friend and that's just so cool that we get to he gives us free will and um 
yeah, he just he he just treats us as a friend. <laughs> I keep saying it, but like that's just so cool. Like even if you think you're lonely or you're not worthy or you're not you're not good enough for society, like Jesus will always say you're good enough. Like you are enough because of Jesus. And you are his friend, you are his child, you belong to him. And no matter how you may feel about yourself or no matter what you've been told about yourself or um, what your situation looks like, just know that you are a child of the king. You are um, his and you can always go to him and his word has a lot to say about who you are. And it's very, very contrary to what the world says. The world will say that you have to be all this and you have to be unique and, you know, just live your best life and all this stuff that sounds great, but really our hearts are so deceitful. And so we can't trust ourselves. We can't build our life on us, but we can build our life on God and just know that he loves us. And um, yeah, that is who we are. We're here as children of God. Mm-hmm. yeah I think that's a good note to end on <laughs> yeah summarizes it up nicely yep all right so next week we're doing like uh, what are we doing on age doesn't matter yep we're going to be talking about age because God's child and I both have birthdays this month <laughs> yep and we're also a few years apart so (laughs) yep yeah all right so we'll see you next week for that and we hope you have a great week (laughs) see you then bye we'll see you next week and don't forget god has called you his own one in eight billion